All right, buckle up. It's time to listen to the somewhat official podcast of the Memphis Express. The unofficial podcast of the Memphis Express, bringing you news, stories, videos, and so much more. This is Expressing Gold. Whoa, new music! Your voice cracked right there. I'm sick. Get off my ah. back. Anyway, what up, Flight Crew? Welcome to Expressing Goal. Welcome to your new music on the pod. This is your captain speaking, Michelle. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Dan. What is going on? Michelle, it is finally here. Finally, 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 finally. Week one is just around the corner. Mere days away. So the season for the league kicks off on Saturday. On Sunday, we will be driving down to Birmingham to play the Iron. That's Absolutely. The first game of the season. I am so excited. And then next week, we'll be back at, well, I mean, we'll be back before then, but the team will be playing at the Liberty Bowl next week with a whole lot of fun shit going on. Yeah. So so this week, we're bringing you conversations with Devin Amar, who is the premier account league. What? What was her title? Premium account executive. All right, cool. And then we also talked to Jacob Wittershine. There you go. And uh, he told us about so many fun, cool things happening that are really going to enhance the experience. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview and hear about all the things going on. But before that, we have a fair bit of news we need to discuss. Ooh, news. Intriguing. Yeah. So we are official. We are? Well, as Considered media, I guess. I'm like, we better be official. We're <laughs> married, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, we we marked it on Facebook, so then it's you know it's Facebook official. But our media credentials have been approved for the Birmingham game, so we will be able to give you some updates during the game. But we'll be able to cover the game more thoroughly because of that. Yeah. So Dan got an email, and I haven't received mine yet. I it's probably there. I just haven't checked. And it's detailing like enter this gate. Go to the press box. Be there two hours early. And I'm like, whoa, press box. Like, this is official. I'm just going to feel like an imposter. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing there. Because I'll be sitting. I mean, we'll be there with, like, traditional media outlets. And then we're a couple of podcasters that have just been talking about this for a few months. Yeah, it's going to be pretty surreal. So catch that next week as we recap the Birmingham game. Normally, we'll do, like, a preview of the game. But since we know nothing about them, we don't even have the depth charts for either team. There's not a whole lot we can preview. Yeah, it's weird because like if you think about any NFL game going into that week, I mean, everything you're seeing on, you know, the the sports talk shows is like who's starting and how that affects the outcome of the game. But we're walking into this blindly. I mean, as of right now, which is Thursday, we still know nothing about who's even playing. Exactly. I believe Louis Perez is going to be the starter at quarterback for the Iron. And I hear he's really accurate. So that could be an issue. And David Connors, who's, you know, we've had his articles on the website and talked about him quite a bit. He's predicting that Birmingham is going to be one of the weaker teams. So high hopes for this game. Does he say why he thinks they'll be one of the weaker teams? Not really, but he knows what he's talking about. But we'll find out this weekend exactly what's going on. All right. Oh, let's plug the layover. Absolutely. So at the time this release, I'm going to make sure there's going to be a couple episodes out. So if you haven't already... Head on over to MemphisAAF.com slash Patreon. And I sat down with David Connors and Isaac Simpson, who you've heard on the show before. And we went position by position and broke down the entire offensive roster. Y'all, this is for the football junkies out there. Seriously, on Sunday, Dan got on the call with these two guys and they talked for three hours. Yeah, I was expecting to take like an hour. But we just went on and on. Really, they did because they know what they're talking about. So they just... They was going on and on about all these guys and their strengths and weaknesses and where we are as a team. And it it is some really good information. I mean, that was three hours and they didn't even talk about defense. Exactly. They talked about offense for three hours. So if this is the kind of information you need, head on over to the layover. Listen to this breakdown on the players and it's going to be there for you. Yep. All right. So even if you're not a football junkie like Dan, David and Isaac, you're definitely not going to want to miss the layover next week. Can't say anything. But you're going to want to be there. And even if you don't want the extra episodes, you still get a sticker. And right now we're giving away a shirt with every new patron. And a lot of fun stuff's going to be coming for our patrons in the future. So go, please check it out. All right. Shall we move on to some new rules? I don't know. See, this is where we get into your 
section of football. So it could be nerdy, but let's go. Okay. So some of these new rules are a bit controversial. This whipping up a lot of conversation. So we'll go into it and then I'll let you be the judge. Okay. So Jason Muntz is the sports reporter for Commercial Appeal. He's been covering the Express. He put out an article talking about the new rules because like all the media got a copy of the rule book. So he broke down like some like the bigger ones that are coming. Wait, why didn't we get one? Oh, we got it. Oh, okay. But it, it's very large, so I haven't made my way all the way through it. <laughs> okay. But it's on the it's on the plan. On defense, no more than five players may rush on passing plays. How many is in the NFL? Well, there's no restriction, restrictions in the NFL. I mean, you can bring all the 11 guides if you want to. That just leaves your receivers wide open. But so... I'm trying to think about, like, how are you going to count? Are you going to be like, oh, no, I'm I'm the sixth dude. I'm, I'm not going to go. And are the refs going to keep it a count? Yeah, so there's actually, like, rules about that. So if you line up on the line of scrimmage, you're counted as one of the five. Okay. Even if you don't rush, you're still one. Of, you're still counted as one of the five. Okay. So you can't have like six guys line up on the line of scrimmage and then drop out two, because that's still six that are counted. And then you can't rush for more than two yards outside the line of scrimmage. So if you think of a corner blitz, you know the the cornerback will line up against the receiver outside, but then come in for the quarterback from you know several yards out. Yeah. Now it can't be more than two yards away. This could. Completely changed gameplay. Yeah. I mean, not, not even, I guess not the way that the game is played, but the way that coaches think about strategy yeah. and developing plays. Yeah. So is this for quarterback safety? I mean, what is the reason behind this? I can't say for sure, but as we talked about with David in his article, that there is huge efficiency between the O-line and the D-line mm-hmm. in the NFL. You can find a lot of really good defensive linemen, but not many offensive linemen. And in the AAF, that's even more apparent. So this could be a way to help kind of balance things and give the offensive line a fighting chance since, you know, there's not going to be as much talent out there. And offensive linemen is one of the most difficult positions to play because these five guys have to work together as one. And something like that takes a lot of time to, like, get into that rhythm and gel together. And 30 days or, you know, just, you know, a month of training camp isn't enough. So this could be a way to give them a break while they still while they're still trying to figure everything out. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, the AAF is wanting high flying, high scoring gameplay. Yeah. And if the quarterback's getting hit every play, it, it kind of it won't make it. It won't be as much fun. You think, at you know, this past Super Bowl, how boring I was just that was about to say that was the Super Bowl. I mean, watching the game, I- I'm sure we've all heard the feedback from the boringness of the game. The, the crappy halftime show, the game itself was not actually boring. It was just Dan's favorite style, which was <laughs> super defensive. Like that was the, that was the star of the game was each team's defense. Defenses really stood up. Yeah. And the Rams couldn't have possibly kept the Patriots down to three points for the first half without their defense being amazing, which, yeah. which is, which was fun to watch the Patriots not win by a whole lot. <laughs> If only the Rams offense could have stepped up and came through for us. But no, no, that can't be. That can't be the way. Yeah, I feel really bad for Jared Goff because I was reading headlines on Monday or Tuesday where he was just saying, like, essentially just how mad he was at himself for his mistakes he made because the defense kept it together. And the defense, I mean, they were winning the game and all he had to do was his job and he could make it happen. Yeah. But anyway, this is not a podcast about the Super Bowl. And just real quick, I just want to add one more thing. The blitzes can't come from beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. So you won't have like safety blitzes from deep coming up. It'll have to be like the linebackers or defensive linemen or the safeties will have to like line up at the start of the play. So what impact does the safety blitz or lack thereof or whatever you were just talking about (laughs) have on the game? As kind of beyond my expertise, um, a safety blitz can be really effective because your offensive lineman accounts for your defensive lineman, and now your safety is coming up out of nowhere, and now they have to adjust, and that's really difficult. So it's really good for the defense, but then on the flip side, it leaves your defense vulnerable to a pass. So by restricting this type of blitz, it helps the offense in that they can better protect the quarterback, but 
even with all these rules, blitzes aren't going to happen like they do in the NFL. So the quarterback, while he'll have more time to throw the ball and have less pressure, he'll still have to deal with more coverage because there'll be a lot more guys in coverage for more plays because they won't be coming up to blitz. Oh, I see. I see. I see. If he has more time in the pocket, I don't know how I feel about that because something that's so exciting about watching a play snap, like, you know, at the start of a play is seeing the quarterback make snap decisions yeah. because he doesn't have that much time. And that adds to the drama and, and the, I think fun of watching those plays. So, yeah. And I think we won't have an issue with that because our front seven seem really strong. We got Corey Vereen and Anthony Johnson off the edge. And those guys are amazing. And then our two tackles are really good. And we have just like really good players at the defensive line. So I think Memphis will still be able to get that kind of pressure. Gotcha. This will be fun to watch. Yeah. And we'll know for sure uh, this Sunday. Well, I was about to say, like this could slow down the pace of the game, but not at all. From what we hear, the game pace is just going to be really fast without the TV timeouts and 30 second game clock. Yeah, we were talking about this in the layover with David and he went through, you know, we got the play by play breakdown and he went through everything and he found that the game was two and a half hours and, you know, NFL is usually around three or so. So the game was shorter, but they ran the same number of plays as the NFL. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're still getting an entire NFL game, but just much more compact. Now, my only question is, will I be able to, like, go get a hot dog? If you run. <laughs> there will be regular timeouts. Um, if a team calls a timeout, there'll be one minute there and then three minutes in between quarters. So I think there will be time, but not nearly what you'll have in the NFL. And the play clock is 35 seconds compared to 40. So it's not a huge difference as far as, like, what you as a fan will experience. I gotcha. What else you got? So they have clarified some of the overtime rules. Okay. It'll be two possessions. Okay. Each team gets to possess the ball one time. Okay. And there'll be no field goals. Oh, okay. Why no field goals? I don't know. Play sh- bonus points is bonus points. <laughs> I don't know. They experience the game. I don't know. Okay. But if another team scores a touchdown in those two possessions, it ends in a tie. I like it except for the field goals. I think that if you, uh, as long as that, this is a problem I have with NFL overtime is the first team could get a touchdown and it's over. Right. Without the other team having a chance to even possess the ball. Yeah. And I think that's unfair. Yeah. So I like that in the AAF, both teams get a possession. Right. But I wish there were field goals because like if you get close enough for a field goal, you should be able to get those bonus points. I think it, it's going to, that would be easier than. A touchdown. Yeah, and I think doing it this way, more overtime is going to end in a tie versus like what you see in the NFL. But how many, how many, how often do games go into overtime? Yeah, not often in the NFL. And with the point system AAF, it might be more often considering like a field goal is three points, a touchdown is six. And the two point conversion is going to be a lot less of a given compared to the NFL. Right. So the NFL, a touchdown pretty much guarantees seven points. Yeah. And the AAF, it's either six or eight. So two field goals and you don't get your two point conversion could easily tie the game. Right. I now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I realized I'm remembering that I have a goldfish like memory. And when we actually watch the game on Sunday, you're going to have to remind me of all these rules because I'll be like, why aren't they going for the extra point? Why are they doing a two point conversion? Why aren't they taking a field goal in in overtime? I'm going to need for you to remind me of all this because like we keep saying that it's NFL style football. And just like so the rules are different, but these are important rules yeah. that are going to obviously have a huge impact. I mean, there's no kickoff. So while these are like when you just say it, it's a minor change, but it has a huge impact in the game. So I'm going to be interested to see how this actually plays out. Yeah, very true. Very true. Hopefully I can remember all of this, but no guarantees. We'll just have to binge our podcast on the way down to Birmingham. There you go. Hey, why don't you do that, too? <laughs> So that's all I got for the rules and news around the AAF. Uh, shall we get into the interview with Devin? Let's do it. All righty. We're talking to Devin Amar. She's a premium account executive for the Memphis Express. And she organized the tailgate competition that's going to take place February 16th at the Liberty Bowl. The home opener. Exactly. 
that Michelle's going to miss. We get into all the information during the interview, so let's get to it. All right, so we are here at the Memphis Express headquarters once again. Unfortunately, Koshay couldn't make it, but we have some pretty good substitutes. Right now, we're here with Devin Amar. She is a premium account executive, and not only that, she was a salesperson that made the very first ticket sale ever in the history of the AAF. Welcome, Devin. Hey, guys. I'm so surprised you remembered that. <laughs> it feels like forever ago. I know. it. How long has it been? I moved here in the end of September. So it's been a few months now. It's, it's so crazy because that's only, what, three, four months now? Yeah. And it but feels it- like I've <laughs> lived in Memphis for like 12 months. Easy. It was so fun the first time we met you. It was at that house party. It was yes. kind of like the kickoff for the Express. And Devin walked up to us and she was like, you're the podcasters. <laughs> she was like, I've been listening to you. My friends have been listening to you. So it's so awesome to get you on the podcast. Yeah, of course. We have to. So we heard today to talk about the tailgate competition. Yes, we are really excited. We will be hosting the Football Doesn't Have to End tailgate competition, which will be during our first home game on February 16th. So we're super excited to um, be having this event. So with this tailgate competition, for $200, you can get two parking spots to tailgate in and 10 tickets to the game. Damn. Yes. I can't cuss now. Sorry. I I feel like that's one that will will fly. Yeah. Okay. okay, It's SEC approved. Damn. (laughs) So we're super excited to be hosting this during our first game. There are four categories um, for opportunities to win. The grand prize will go to the best overall tailgate. And um, what we're looking for that for best overall is just going to be the taste of your dish, your enthusiasm, your creativity, and just your overall spirit. Um, Something that, you know, possibly sets you apart from all the other organizations and people out there tailgating. And then our other category is most tickets sold. So for everybody that joins our tailgate, they'll be given a link where they can purchase additional tickets at a discounted price. And so whoever sells the most tickets will win the finalist prize. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's a great way to get some extra tickets a day up. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, right before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the category that I am most interested to see turns out is the most Memphis Express spirit. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I so want to be there for this. I can't believe I'm missing it. <laughs> and just a reminder, Michelle's not going to be able to make it. Enter the crochet sound. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But yeah. So the most Memphis Express spirit, that one, we know there's not a lot of merchandise out there. It's our first game, new season. So that one's going to have to be very creative. See how uh, people come out there and get original with the Memphis Express uh, brand, how they show their colors, whether it's a sign. Does expressing goal gear count towards that? (laughs) What was that? Expressing goal gear, like our podcast gear. Will that count? You know what? If you have more spirit than everybody else there, that could count. All there right. You so you but it only Devin. counts if you join the tailgate competition. So join the tailgate competition by everyone an Express and Goal hoodie and you're you're solid. Yeah. How do you register for the competition? Yeah. So register for the competition. You just give me a call. You guys, anybody can reach me at 901-425-1472. Call me. We'll talk it through. I'll set you guys up and teach you how to distribute your 10 tickets and locking your parking spots. And there was a fourth category? Yeah. So the last category is most creative dish. And that will be based on the presentation and the taste of your signature dish or your main dish during the tailgate. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be amazing. I'll be sure to take a lot of pictures so you can see it. Yeah, I'm going to be at my event in Chicago just crying because I'm missing out (laughs) on all of this awesomeness. We'll have to Snapchat you. Yes, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Can you tell us how many people have registered so far? Yeah, so we have people inquiring about it all the time. So we're really excited that everyone is really getting behind this and can't wait to see what it really turns out and looks like. Now, is this an express exclusive competition or is this a competition between like us and who are we playing? Arizona. Um, anybody can sign up. So if anybody from Arizona, you know, if there's any Arizona supporters, they can definitely join the tailgate competition, but mostly it's Memphis Express fans. Did you probably uh, really think about what their design is? Because I doubt a hot shot theme will, uh, will win here. It definitely won't win for spirit, but like maybe yeah. if they have a best dish or if they want to, um, what were the other uh, overall tailgate and oh, okay. yeah, and most tickets sold. Oh, there you go. So you could still like, if you're an Arizona <laughs> team, you could possibly yeah. win most tickets sold. Yeah. If you and like your whole crew's coming. 
and do like a road trip type thing. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. There's a lot of alumni associations. So it's possible that there's some ASU fans out there and other college fans from the Arizona Hotshots that may want to join this competition. Had to reach out to the Hotshot podcast and let them know about this. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. That is a really good thought. All right. Thank you so much for coming out and uh, give us your phone number one more time. Yeah. You guys can reach me, Devin Amar, the premium account executive for the football doesn't have to end tailgate competition at 901-425-1472. Awesome. awesome. And I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. So just go to memphisaaf.com slash 27 and you'll see all that information down there. So that was Devin. Yeah. And again, all the information, if you want to register for the competition, is going to be in the show notes. MemphisAAF.com slash 27. So let's get on to Jacob Wittershine. Hey, yo, you got it right this time. I get it now. <laughs> Wait, I, Sorry, Wittershine. what was it? Wittershine. Twi- you say Twittershine? No, uh, it's Wittershine. There we go. Wittershine time. No. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> coming up with catchphrases for him. That's the word. <laughs> His brother. Hey. Doing kung fu. <laughs> it's it's Wittershine time. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob's brother, you are free to use that without paying royalties because that is golden. I can imagine like at a, like a martial art competition. <laughs> like they do their bows and they line them up and he's like, it's Wittershine time, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, that's so good. Oh. With that being said, let's just get into the interview. (laughs) That's all we can do at this point. Now, before we get into the interview with Jacob, David Connors, during our conversation in the layover, wanted to leave his advice on fantasy football. So if you haven't drafted yet for the AAF fantasy, here is a little bit of advice from David. What's up, flight crew? This is your flight attendant, David, here. I momentarily hijacked the flight. Don't worry. I'll return the helm to your incredible pilot and co-pilot in a few minutes. But first, it's time for David's fantasy advice. Now, I know some of you, probably most of you, play fantasy football. If you're planning on playing the AF League, here's some tips to get you started. So, uh, the, obviously, the AF app isn't up yet, or at least at the time of this recording. But uh, we'll assume that we're going to be playing in six to eight team leagues with a half point or a full point PPR. If you're drafting towards the beginning of the round, you should stick with running backs. Get, get your top running backs. I know Zach Stacey looks awesome. But if you're picking towards the bottom of the first round, you're going to want to pivot, at least from what I've seen doing my own mocks. You want to pivot to a, and grab a, a positional advantage. So if you're playing a league that requires you to carry a tight end, go ahead and instead of, instead of grabbing a bottom-tier running back, go and get grab an Escobar and have the top tight end and get yourself a seven-point advantage for most of your league mates. And maybe go ahead and grab the Apollos defense, who looks solid uh, this season coming up, and get, and get yourself a point advantage there. But when you're filling up the bottom of your roster... You want to make sure your roster in the back of the quarterback or whichever quarterback you're playing. Because if you got Aaron Murray on your team and he goes down, you better believe I'm the guy in your league that's going to go chase down Matt Sims and take your team out. Also, you probably want to go to handcuff your running back from the beginning. And then I'd fill up the rest of your bench with slot guys because the O-line does not look great in this league. So these quarterbacks need to check down. They should rack up points at PPR points. That's all. Back to your, uh, your esteemed pilot and co-pilot. And so that's going to be a weekly occurring segment, hopefully, if we have time for it. But if you find it valuable, be sure to let him know. Or if you have questions about fantasy football, you can find him on Twitter at Connors underscore David. That's at C-O-N-N-O-R-S underscore David. So send him your questions. And now let's get into the interview with Jacob. So we are back once again with Jacob. Okay, we keep screwing this up. Is it Wittershine? You got it. Nailed it. All right. Wittershine. <laughs> so practice that. You need to write it down or something. We have it written down, but it doesn't help us pronounce it. No, no, no. I need to write down the pronunciation. Ah, okay, okay. We, like, I don't know how you would do it, but I would, I would have to do that. <laughs> so a little, a little brief history. We were at the Express headquarters yesterday. And if you, right before he, this, you know, we'd had the, uh, we had the interview with Devin. And it may sound a lot better because we actually had the equipment. We had everything set up to do an in-person interview. And there was some downtime and like the recorder was on. And for some reason, like it just shut down and then it would not stay on. And so we just like, we pretty much just had to pack it up and leave and then reschedule to do over the phone today. So that's why Jacob doesn't sound as good as Devin did, not to any fault of his own, but simply because our equipment screwed up. And actually we should say a big thank you for giving us so much time, you know, with the equipment failures and everything. So thank you, Jacob, for coming back and for giving us all the time that you can. 
Yeah, no problem. I like hanging out with you guys. It's fun to talk to people who are excited about uh, the team and the upcoming season. So anytime you want to come by, feel free. And it's fun because like... Tell us first, but still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we we never know who we could run into if we just show up. That's true. Yeah. yeah, uh, In fact, yesterday, I think you got to run into some interesting people and even, you know, talk to some of them that you weren't necessarily anticipating. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we'll be sharing more on the layover over the next couple of weeks. So make sure you check out our layover over on Patreon, which is memphisaaf.com slash Patreon. I want to plug there as well. And although I'm not a Patreon subscriber for you guys, I did get myself an Express and Goal hoodie. I'm really excited. It comes on Friday. So I'm going to wear it down to uh, to Birmingham for the first game. So yeah. I don't know if it'll be hoodie weather, but I'll roll the sleeves up or something and represent for you guys. because I'm excited <laughs> about what you're doing. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. I was actually just talking to Dan about, do you think I could get one today and it would be here in time? Because I just really want one. But anyway. Yeah, with shipping times, don't think that'll work. So real quick, Jacob, just before we get into talking about parking, because as, as interesting as that is, how are you adjusting? You know, because it's been a couple months or at least several weeks since we talked to you last. How have you been adjusting to uh, to Memphis and how's your family been with the move and kind of dealing with your absence? <laughs> Uh, my family is doing well. I think you revealed on a, on a recent episode (laughs) that when I said on my first appearance that I moved my family here 500 miles, I was talking about my two cats, uh, Magnus and Earl, and, uh, they're doing well. They, I don't know that they realize they're in a different city, but they're well-traveled. They actually have lived in all four time zones in the, uh, continental U S. And so that's probably a big deal for them. I'm sure they're probably actually is a, is a, they should be, you know, they don't talk about it enough. This is actually a historic week for the Wittershines in general. Not only am I a part of launching this brand new football league, the Alliance American Football this weekend, but my brother, Sam, uh, actually opened his own Kung Fu school in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, wow. uh, and their first class was on Monday. Yeah. So the Alunguang, uh, Shaolin and Tai Chi Kung Fu school uh, is my brother. And so it's a, it's a week for history. We're excited about it. That's awesome. So if you guys are in Louisville, he- make sure to head on over and check it out. Yeah, and and just to be clear, I don't personally know the kung fu, so don't if you see me on the streets, don't like <laughs> try to test me or anything because I'm not going to know what I'm doing there. Um, I I'm happy to talk about sports, but I don't want to fight you. <laughs> I, I guess that's fair. All right, so let's just let's get into the fun discussion of parking. So season ticket holders should have gotten. There, the parking information. Is that correct? Yeah. So we are recording this on Wednesday. Monday, we sent out an email to all season ticket holders with the information about parking. There's a parking guide in there that kind of spells out all the all the answers, questions that we anticipated or have been getting today. Again, today's Wednesday when we're recording this. Today, premium season ticket holders who actually get complimentary parking as part of their purchase, they had first access to go in and purchase additional parking if they need to. Uh, Thursday morning, the uh, all the rest of our season ticket holders will get the opportunity to go in and purchase parking before the general public. So there will email, be an email that goes out that gives them the online link and everything they needed to go to go get that. And then Friday, we go on sale to the general public. Uh, interestingly enough, I actually just got an email from a gentleman who wants to get a Tiger Lane parking pass for the season but doesn't want tickets. He just wants to tailgate. He doesn't want to come inside. And uh, so I told him, like, hey, if they're available when we go on sale to the general public, feel free. But I think our student take holders are going to want to take care of that uh, first. Uh, that's kind of that's funny. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of anything like that yeah. before. Just tailgating. Not, I mean, I guess it's it's a sport for some people. Like, yeah. that in and of itself is the main event. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, and as you heard Devin say, it truly will be a sport for us. Game one um, with our uh, tailgate competition. And, you know, it's interesting as, as I talk to my counterparts around the league, not just in Memphis, although we hear it here too. One thing that we hear a lot is people, one of the things people are most excited about is the opportunity to tailgate in the spring. They miss it. They want to do it. Obviously they're excited about the football, the league, everything that we've got going on, which you guys know as well as anybody, but, uh, but tailgating is such a big part of the experience for football. They're happy to add more of it to their calendar. You brought out something interesting. I have a question about when you first came on the show, you were talking about how you had personal goals. I mean, it's hard as a new team and a new league to come up with metrics to to gauge yourself. But for you in particular, as the VP of ticket sales, I'm sure you have some goals in mind when it comes to numbers you want to hit. When you think back to those goals, 
Did you hit them? What are the rewards of them? And then what are ticket sales looking like compared to other teams? If you can tell us that. Yeah. Here's what I'll say is we're happy with where we're at to date in terms of the progress so far. Obviously we want more. We're always going to want more. A big part of my job and all of our jobs is to build the fan base. Um, Not even in just in year one, but over time, this isn't a, you know, season one, we either hit a specific number or that's it. This is a long-term goal and vision to create not just a football team, but a football fan base here in Memphis, as well as other seven markets. And so, you know, the way you phrase that question, did you hit them? Way too early to tell. Uh, Are we on track? I'm happy with where we're at to date. I think that we're going to have a good crowd um, game one, and people are going to be excited about all the things that we have going on. And then I expect that to continue to grow over the course of the season uh, and then even into into next year uh, as we as we continue to establish ourselves, educate people on what we're trying to do and show people how much fun it is. I saw our preseason game down in uh, San Antonio uh, a couple of weekends ago. Jealous. And it, <laughs> yeah, and well, I'm also going to see our first home game, too. So you might want to be jealous of me there. <laughs> but um, we those games, the number one thing I took away from it was they are so fast. Our game is so sped up in comparison to what you're used to because of the lack of TV timeouts and things of that nature that it's just such a quick game and, and it grabs your attention for the entire time, which obviously is a big part of what Charlie's vision was when he founded the league. So we're happy with where we're at so far, but not satisfied. I think that people are going to be very pleased when they come and see the product firsthand and our goal is for them to tell all their friends. So I need everybody that is potentially interested at all to want to come check out game one um, because we want as many people as possible at the Liberty Bowl on February 16th. Uh, And the other thing I would say as part of that is make sure you get your tickets ahead of time. We do anticipate a large walk-up crowd on that game, uh, which would mean long lines and we'll do our best to manage them. But if you want to skip all that, go on ticketmaster.com or go to gomemphisexpress.com and go ahead and get your tickets early. So last time you were on the show, there was a discussion about a reward if you hit a certain number. I believe you and Koshe were going to jump out of an airplane. Um, yeah. Did you hit that number? And is that going to happen? Yes, all around. That is a past tense question. We did hit it. We are excited, terrified, all the adjectives you can think of. We're going to jump out of an airplane. I don't have the details yet on when hopefully not on the flight to Birmingham next, this weekend because <laughs> uh, I'd like to make it there. But uh, yeah, we will we will pay that off for sure. He and I are going to go jumping out of the plane. That would be awesome to see like you and Koshe parachuting down into Legion Stadium. They're like, what an interest would that be? <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> let's, uh, let's worry about putting on the first games in the history of the league first <laughs> before we Fair add enough. to it the wrinkle of us parachuting in there. In Memphis, we're adding a silent disco to game one, which already creates some infrastructure questions and troubleshooting that we'll need to do, uh, which I'm really excited about. And so I can only imagine what Birmingham is dealing with right now with whatever they've got going on for game one. Yeah. Speaking of which, we actually went down to the field on Tuesday, yesterday, Monday. What what even is today? (laughs) We were at the field earlier this week and we saw some stuff getting built at the stadium. One of the things that we think we saw was the party decks. Yeah, uh, we have done some contemporary construction for three new seating areas in the Liberty Bowl. The party decks, which we're calling the flight decks, are the largest of those structures in uh, the corners of the the north corners of the stadium, so northeast and northwest sections 111 and 115. Those are social platforms where people can go and hang out, mingle. There'll be a cash bar up there and just enjoy really kind of an interesting view that you've never experienced before at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, then in the in the lower corners of the stadium are our express loge seating, which we've seen as well. Uh, and actually, the first season ticket holders in the history of the Alliance are going to be seated there in the loge, as well as several others, which is kind of a more comfortable private view um, or private location, rather, all-inclusive food and beverage and then, you know, everything like that. And then the other uh, new construction area that you would have seen is the seating that's actually going to be on the field, which is our first-class section. Um, and those are people that are right there behind the north end zone on an elevated platform on the field. Again, all inclusive comes with parking on Tiger Lane and everything like that. We actually only have uh, seven seats left available in 
in those sections. And, and candidly, uh, we're recording this a couple of days before the episode will drop. Can't guarantee we'll even still have those seven at that time. So that section is very close to being sold out. Yeah, if you're thinking about getting there, if it's still available, jump on that. That kind of experience is so unique. And I mean, yeah, it's going to be awesome for the people that are sitting there to be that close to the action. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of a kind. There is like a railing there, a safety railing, so that uh, if a player, you know, diving catch in the end zone, that type of thing, they're not going to run into the, uh, the fans that are sitting there. But it's going to be a really unique and cool view. And I've had a couple of people who were interested express the concern about like, oh, how well are we going to see the play when it's down the other side of the field? Because we've actually elevated that platform, I think it's five feet off of the um, off of the field. The view is incredible it's i'm telling you like if if there's for some reason not a seat sold there that's where i'm going to sit for the game and just ignore doing work and enjoy myself there you go that sounds like a plan yeah i was wondering about that whenever we first got a walkthrough of the stadium and you were telling us about the first class seating with it being on the field i was like well what kind of view can you get and will i be sitting on turf like that doesn't seem like a premium experience but to know that it's that elevated platform where you do have a higher look and you can see more and I think you said there's going to even be like phone chargers. Was that correct? Uh, yeah, we are. We're still figuring that part of it out, but absolutely. We're planning to have phone chargers down there so you can keep your phones charged and, you know, get your catering. Uh, that catering will change from game to game, but we're excited. Our partner for game one is going to be Hogwild, and they have an awesome menu lined up. I, uh, I just saw a draft of it today and uh, got my mouth watering a little bit. So uh, Ernie and the boys over at Hogwild have done a great job for us. They're doing the catering for game one for first class seating, the Loge, uh, the stadium club, and the suites as well. Awesome. Okay, so real quick about the tailgating. What are like the rules around that? And is alcohol allowed outside the stadium? Alcohol is allowed. Um, obviously, we are going to have security to make sure that people you know, are following the general laws of America, you know, no one is doing anything. There's not going to, you know, we're not going to allow for underage drinking and that type of thing. If people get, you know, unruly to the point where they're a danger to themselves or others, then that's going to be a problem. But look, let's not worry about that part. Let's talk about the fun part, which is the actual tailgating. Uh, We want it to be a great time. We want people to have fun. Uh, We're going to open up all of our advanced lots. So like Tiger Lane and the gold lot, silver lot, et cetera, four hours before the start of the game. So you have plenty of time to tailgate before you come in. Uh, and then the cash lots, people that just decide to drive up and purchase on the spot, that will be three hours before the game. Doors to the stadium open 90 minutes beforehand. Um, so you've got plenty of options once that occurs. And, uh, and you know, come out and have your food, have your drinks, and have a good time. We're, we obviously have the tailgate competition on game one. We're looking for who's going to have the most spirit. Uh, I think you asked Devin the question, does uh, does expression goal gear count towards spirit? And uh, she danced around it because she wanted to ask me. Uh, and the answer is absolutely. Of course, we we'll count that. Um, hey, yeah. So we're excited about that. You know. So yeah, there's a couple things that you might need to know ahead of time, and it's listed on our website, GoMemphisExpress.com, or you can go to the Liberty Bowl's website. They're the same rules on both. But uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be a good time out there. We want people to have fun. Obviously, that's a big part of the experience when you're coming to a football game. Awesome. And speaking of rules and policies, someone asked us about what kind of stadium policies there are. And one that we have in particular is about bags. What kind of bags are allowed or not allowed? Yep. There is a clear bag policy in place. One thing that's really important for people to know is not only the clear bag policy, but also there are increased security measures from what you're probably used to at Liberty Bowl events um, as a means of keeping all of our fans, players, staff, everybody safe which obviously has to be number one priority for any type of large scale event that you do. And so especially for game one, but really for all five, we're recommending that people prepare and get there early. Uh, Our game is so fast that if you're not there early, there is a possibility that you could miss a quarter, you know, and we don't want anyone to have to go through that. So uh, clear bags are important. Um, Get there early. And all of the rules and regulations are on the Liberty Bulls website, which is libertybullmemorialstadium.com. Uh, we also are going to be sending out an email on the 12th to all of our ticket buyers for game one. So whether they're a season ticket buyer or individual game or the two game bundle, anything in between, you'll get an email as long as you're opting into our emails on the 12th, which kind of details all of those things in specifics. 
Uh, but if you want to know in advance, go to Liberty Bulls website and you'll be able to look it up there. And then is tailgating limited to Tiger Lane or can you tailgate in some of the other lots? Yeah, you can, you can tailgate in other lots if you'd like. We, our tailgate competition, in fact, is going to be taking place in the blue lot. And so I think as far as tailgating rules and regulations, uh, it's going to be pretty similar to what you're used to at other Liberty Bowl events, whether that be the Tigers, the Classic, the Bowl game. You know, it was interesting. I was there for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and they had created a pretty cool uh, tailgating area the fans had. I don't even think the committee did this uh, in that RV park that's in the blue lot there. So uh, we want people to be out there having fun, engaging with each other, making it kind of a social atmosphere no matter what your lot you're in. It's not only in Tiger Lane, especially because of some of the uh, some of the ancillary events that we've created that are going to be taking place on Tiger Lane, which I'd love to tell you more about. Can you Can you give us more information on it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wanted to make sure you wanted me to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 share it all. We want to know. Yeah, so uh, our third home game, which is March 24th against the Boringham Iron, we will have a food truck rodeo uh, on Tiger Lane. We've partnered with the Food Truck Alliance. There's some synergies there between our names and theirs, and they're bringing out all their food trucks, and they do a really great job. If you're familiar with like the food truck festival they do down here on Court Street downtown on Thursdays, I know they have a regular event at UT on their campus at the Health Science Center. And then all around town, they offer really, really, really great food. And so we're going to be bringing their trucks in. Anybody will be able to go up and, uh, and get food off of a truck. Obviously, you have to pay the, you know, whatever the prices are for the food truck vendor. But my point is, you don't have to have a ticket into the food truck rodeo. You can just walk up and, and get it. And the hardest part is going to be picking what's the best option. They have so many good things out there. I know when I go down here again to the thing that's downtown on Thursdays, I have trouble deciding what I'm going to get. So that's game three. Game five, I'm really excited about. We're bringing the Southern Hot Wing Festival to Tiger Lane around one of our games. So typically that event takes place at the Liberty Bowl on Tiger Lane, and we're doing it the same way, only we're adding a football game to it. It's the second largest Hot Wing Festival in the country. It'll be April 13th. I believe it starts at 11 a.m., and it is hot wings all the way down Tiger Lane. And so you do have to have a ticket to be able to get into the Southern Hot Wing Festival. There's an option for the festival only or an option for the combination, both ticket and hot wing festival. And uh, check out their social media, the Southern Hot Wing Festival. They've got all the information there. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool. And I'm trying to convince, in fact, I think you guys should tell them what a good idea this is. I'm trying to convince Coche to set up a chicken wing eating contest against David Livingston, the team president from Atlanta for that same game. And we can go and cheer on Coche to a victory there. Uh, yeah, it's only fair. I mean, he wanted to challenge Waddell to a hopscotch competition. The least we can do is a hot wing eating competition during the hot wing festival. My goal is by the end of the season, just none of the team presidents like each other. You know, they're talking trash <laughs> and whether they're beating them in on the field in a hot wing eating competition, trash talk competition, hopscotch, whatever it may be. I just want all those guys to really feel like, man, we might be part of one Alliance family, but I do not like that dude. So right now, while you're listening to this, go tweet at Koshe Irby and tell him to have the hot wing eating contest. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that, that's an important part of it. But number one thing for anybody listening, come to game one, come check us out, get your tickets early, get to the stadium early. We're throwing a silent disco. It's the first game in the history of the league in here in Memphis. Memphis was one of the first eight cities chosen. Everybody here in Memphis, we need to show the rest of the country, the other seven cities, what a strong fan base we're going to have here. Absolutely. And I think it helps. I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, just how it's kind of a bummer that our first game is away. But at the same time, it just gives us more time to prepare and more time for, you know, all, all of Memphis to jump on board. Yeah, I think that once people see the national broadcast Saturday night um, for the games in San Antonio and Orlando, and then even uh, the games on Sunday in uh, Birmingham and Arizona, the excitement is going to be off the charts and people are going to really be excited to get on board. And so for anyone in Memphis that hasn't figured out yet that we have a team, and trust me, we're doing our best to tell everybody, when they hear about that broadcast or watch one of those broadcasts, and then realize, oh man, there's a team here in Memphis. We want them to uh, to come check us out and, and see what we're about because I think it's going to be a really exciting time for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit, just kind of briefly, what all the different parking options are? 
Absolutely. So the one that people ask about the most is Tiger Lane. Obviously, that is the uh, one of the most famous pieces of Liberty Bowl grounds. And so we do have season-long parking there. All of our first-class season ticket holders get complimentary parking on Tiger Lane. But it's really limited. Because of the Hot Wing Festival and the Food Truck Rodeo, that is going to impact the amount of parking that we have available on Tiger Lane for those two games. And so for now, we're going to allow people to buy season parking passes on Tiger Lane in limited areas. And we're going to open up single-game parking uh, in Tiger Lane for games, home games one, two, and four. We probably will open up some additional parking inventory for games three and five once we have a better idea of the footprint of those events, um, but not yet. So best way to get those are is by buying one of the remaining seven seats in the first class section. Then from there, we have advanced parking available uh, either through a specific seat or just going on the website and buying it in our silver lot, gold lot, red lot, and blue lot. And then day of game, you'll be able to walk up, um, sorry, drive up and pay to park in either blue, purple, tan, or pink. All of the parking except for Tiger Lane is general admission. So once you get in the lot, you can kind of park anywhere except for Tiger Lane, which of course is a specific spot. And then also really important to make sure that we recognize we do have um, handicap accessible parking as well. We've got a couple options there. Uh, we want to make sure that those fans have the opportunity to come enjoy a game just like anybody else. We have not made those available for sale online because we want to make sure to get those parking passes in the hands of the people that need them. And so they just have to call in. The number's on the website. Uh, it's 901-881-3344. Uh, but they can call in and get their uh, handicap accessible parking as well. Awesome. All right. So we did get a question. Well, we got a few questions, most of which you've already answered. Uh, one of these comes from Troy Knox. And he said, can we storm the field after a big win? <laughs> oh man good luck going through our security guys they uh <laughs> we want you to celebrate the big wins but uh i've met our head of security i don't think you want to mess with him give it a shot it's not my brother by the way i know we were talking about him earlier but uh <laughs> if you want if you want to make a jump for it and get that experience more power to you i would strongly strongly not recommend it I'm sure there'll be uh, legal proceedings to follow as well <laughs> <laughs> no comment <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that we got all the parking and all the practical stuff out of the way, let's get into kind of some fun, easygoing questions. Well, before we get to those questions, I've got a question of my own. Okay. Okay. So when we talked to Koshay, he said that his bandwidth is like the first week, maybe the second week, which is the home opener of the season. But when it comes to you and ticket sales and possibly thinking about getting current, you know, current customers back for next season and growing and stuff, what does your bandwidth look like compared to that? <laughs> I've got to be able to do it all, you know, that's, that's a part of it. And, you know, part of my job, which is true in any business is I have to be able to handle all five home games so that Koshe can worry about only, you know, game one at a time or whatever it may be, because he's not just thinking about ticketing like, and fan experience like I am. He's also thinking about marketing and sponsorship and security and event runs, you know, everything under the sun. So I, I obviously have to worry about all five games. And by worry about, I mean, have a really good time planning out cool events. Game two, we haven't talked about much yet. That's March 2nd against San Diego. But one of the things I'm really excited about is Heroes Day. It is for to celebrate military, veterans, first responders. And we've got a couple things going on. I don't think we've necessarily put this out yet, but I'm happy to talk about it. But anybody that's military, veteran, first responders is going to get a free seat upgrade. Um, they're going to get some food included with their ticket. And then we also are planning on hosting a flag football game earlier in the day between police and fire. And they've already started talking a little bit of trash to each other. And the winner of that game, actually their foundation is going to be the benefactor of some fundraising revenue that comes from the tickets sold. So a portion of proceeds for tickets that are sold through Heroes Day will go to benefit either police or fire, whoever wins that flag football game. That sounds amazing. Which one, which game is that? That's the second game. That's game two, March 2nd against San Diego. I am looking forward to that because that sounds yeah. awesome. So we, our goal for every game is to have a lot of different things that are going on that can excite people, whether you're a big football fan and want to come for that reason or you want to come for an entirely different reason. We have, we have so much in the works that you have to make choices about what you talk about, when you talk about it, and things like that. Not in terms of being secretive, but just in terms of making sure that people understand what they need to understand. And so for us, it's been all about game one, 
history in the making. You know, we have to educate people on, on who the team is and uh, some of the players as well as Coach Singletary and things like that. And then we had other couple of choice messages that we want to put out there, like, for example, the Silent Disco, which I'm really excited about, and some of the things that are going on in game one. But every single game, there's going to be a ton going on at Liberty Bowl. It's going to be a really fun environment. That seems amazing. I mean, just hearing about this league at the very beginning of it, they wanted it to be fan-centered. And that's something that we've been talking about with you in previous interviews and our show in general. I mean, we got a question from someone asking about how is the in-game experience going to be different than other leagues? We'll just put it that way. And we were, you know, we keep hearing it's going to be different. It's going to be better. But hearing the actual plans and, the, you know, there's got to be so much planning and intention behind all of this. And to know that it's being made such a priority is just reassuring. Yeah, it, it's fun for me to think about how far, how far we've come, even though I know we have a very long way to go. But when I think about when I first got here, there were essentially four full-time staff members. Coche had already been hired as part of the announcement. And then myself, our vice president of marketing, and our director of community engagement all started on the same day, which was Labor Day weekend. And for the first month, maybe two months, I don't remember exactly how long, every meeting we had was in a coffee shop somewhere. Yeah, all we around met the city. You Everybody in a coffee got- shop. That's right. We did meet at a coffee shop. That was because we were uh, we didn't have an office. And now we do, which is great. But my point is, I think back to the very first conversation that we had as a team when there were just four of us, and we were already talking about fan experience and doing things that are cool and unique for the fans and making sure that we're not only doing things for the football crowd, which is obviously a high priority for us, but also for other people that just want to come and, and seek entertainment in the city of Memphis. And so... Actually, really, really early on in that first month, I had a previously planned trip to Denver. I'd never been out there before, and I just went out for a weekend. It happened to be during their October festival. So it was right next to the hotel I was staying in, and I came down to the hotel. I was going to meet a friend, and I happened upon this kind of intersection. All the streets were closed, and there were these three DJs playing. There were this massive crowd of people with like neon lights on their headphones and they're all dancing like in a really exaggerated fashion. It was completely silent. I was like, what is going on here? Finally, I stopped somebody on the street and I was like, Hey, like explain this. What is happening? That was my introduction to the concept of a silent disco. So obviously I participated in it because they're a ton of fun. And you have your own history as a DJ. I do have my own history as (laughs) as a competition winning DJ. That is accurate. But so I come back in town and we, and we were working at Mempho with a music festival um, over at Shelby Farms. And they had a sound disco there. So I started telling uh, my coworkers about my experience in Denver. And we went and checked that out uh, at Mempho. And then it very quickly from there became, hey, let's put on a sound disco. And so now for something that we've been putting on and planning for months to come to fruition on the 16th is just a really cool thing. And we have a long way to go. But to see how far we've come is something that I think everyone's proud of. And I know the fans will really respond well to and be excited about. I don't think that there could be any better sales pitch for the Alliance than this. I mean, not only are you getting the same style of NFL football, you're getting amazingly talented athletes. You're getting cheaper prices. You're getting, I mean, a completely different experience, bigger, better. I just don't think there's any better sales pitch. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's not just about the sales pitch. Obviously that's, you know, a part of it. We want people to come out and buy tickets and things like that. But it's also about investment in the communities. You know, one of the major messages that I heard from Charlie when I was down in San Antonio was he wants to make sure we're out in the community doing good work. He wants our players out in the community doing good work. We've started to learn more and more about the incentives in their contracts tied to community investment. And those things are an important part of this league. So we don't only want to come to Memphis, for example, and say, hey, buy tickets and come check us out. It's also about, hey, we want to impact the city of Memphis and do great things here and become, you know, cornerstones of the community just like, you think of several other businesses and sports teams and things like that that have really helped make this city as great as it is. And that's that's awesome. I love that. You know, that's part of their incentive package, and that's something that's a focus for the alliance. All right. So, moving on to a question from Big Blue Trash Panda on Twitter: <laughs> <laughs> uh, What is your favorite place to eat in Memphis? I want to know Big Blue Trash Panda's favorite place to eat in Memphis. <laughs> Like, he, right. he would know that better than I would. <laughs> I don't know if I um, want to eat the same thing as a trash panda, but... <laughs> fair. 
Uh, let's see. My favorite place to eat in Memphis ooh, has got to be uh, Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken. I go there way too often. I love it. I bring all my family there. But like to name just one, it's like asking me to name, you know, my favorite son, right? Like it's impossible. And so there are so many restaurants that, that I love that are great here. And, and that's one of the great things about the city is all the awesome options for eating. Fair answer. Yeah. Um, can you can you so, do me a favor and respond to Blue, Big Blue Trash Panda and ask him his favorite place to eat, and then like email that to me or something? Because I would really like to know that. <laughs> All right, I wrote it down, so I'll get I'll I'll uh, respond to him today. Awesome, thank you. We got another question. This question comes from Kara Watson. She wants to know: Is there any time before or after games that we can meet players or coaches? There will be opportunities to meet players, coaches, etc. I don't necessarily know that they'll be around the games, but we'll have events. We'll be out doing community service and things like that. So this open practice is just one opportunity to go and, and meet people, but there'll be plenty more coming. Best way to find out about any of those is uh, number one, become a season ticket holder. Number two, if that doesn't fit for whatever reason, make sure you follow the team on social media because we're always going to be talking about things there that the general public is able to come to. Awesome. And then at the Real Press Ten on Twitter asks, will they eventually sell game worn jerseys of the players? Great question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you and tell you <laughs> tell you the answer. I, I don't know. So apparently, there's this thing that happens during Atlanta Braves games. They say we should have a guy slash girl dressed up that races a lucky fan. When the time comes for the race, the crowd goes crazy and it's very very entertaining. And then Herbie Franks responded and said to dress him up like a FedEx guy. I actually know exactly what they're talking about. Um, I was able to go down to a Braves game last year and check out the new SunTrust Park, which is a great facility. We're going to have a lot of fun things going on on game day. I don't know that it'll be exactly that. Part of the challenge that we have as a business staff from a sales, marketing, game presentation standpoint is our opportunity to do things like that are very, very limited because there are so many less breaks in the game and the breaks that we do have are faster. So um, it's going to be a quick game. You're not going to see as much of the in-game promotions on the field, things like that, that you might see at other games because we're not going to have the time for it. But the positive of that is that you're in and out in two and a half hours. You get to watch a fast-paced game, and you really get to enjoy yourself there and and focus on the football. So it's going to be a great time. We're doing more things in-game like the Silent Disco, for example, uh, and won't have as much going on during breaks only because we don't have many breaks. Fair enough. Jacob, once again, thanks so much for coming on the show. And actually, I don't think we brought this up. But you're going to be the very first repeat guest on the show. Well, I actually was going to mention that. Thank you very much. I, so for anybody listening, I know you have a very loyal and growing fan base. Uh, I hope that they have two takeaways from this episode. Number one, get tickets February 16th. Be a part of history. Home opener against the Arizona Hotspots. I said that incorrectly on purpose. <laughs> but uh, to, and, and make sure you get your tickets early and come early to avoid the lines. That's number one. Number two, get on Patreon, support Express and Goal. Make sure that they can continue to provide this awesome content that they give to everybody. And as part of that, I want you guys, if you see a spike in your Patreon funds, to uh, go and, and buy me a plaque I can put up in my office that says, first time ever, two-time <laughs> guest on Express and Goal. And I will gl- gladly display that. That is a deal. So if you want Jacob to get this award, be sure to follow, uh, join us on Patreon so that we can get that done. Jacob, thanks so much again for coming on this show. And we're excited for the team. I know our listeners are excited. So February 10th, we'll be in Birmingham and cheering on the Express. That sounds great. I'll see you guys both in Birmingham. Dan, I will see you February 16th. Michelle, have fun in Chicago. I will. I'll be freezing. And that was Mr. Wittershine himself. It was definitely Wittershine time. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't gotten tickets yet, do it. There's no reason not to. They're affordable. It's going to be a lot of fun. And he said that if they're they're expecting a lot of walk-up traffic for the first game. So they totally recommend getting your tickets beforehand so you don't have to wait in line. Because you're going to have to wait for security anyway. He said, give yourself some extra time. So give yourself some extra time by buying your ticket ahead of time. There's no penalty. GoMemphisExpress.com. Do it. Now. That's all we got for you guys right now. Get the merch at MemphisAF.com slash merch. And 
go to memphisaf.com slash Patreon so you can listen to The Layover because that is some content you're not going to want to miss. And there's going to be multiple episodes because they talked for three hours and this content, like the preview of these players is going to expire really soon. I mean, they're going to get new information as soon as the first game happens. You're get, definitely going to want to check that out soon. Yeah. And we break it down. So there'll be an episode on the quarterbacks, running backs, all like the position groups. So until next week, when we're going to be recapping the Birmingham Iron Game, thank you for flying Memphis Express and Goal podcast. It has been our pleasure. We'll see you next flight. Yeah. <laughs>